Good afternoon. Welcome to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We look forward to having you on the show. Thanks for joining us. This afternoon's episode is titled Blossoming in the Presence of the Shekinah Glory. It will be focused on the study of Numbers chapter 17. Before we go any further, we will begin with the word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your mighty love and we thank you for this scripture. Lord, may our lives also blossom unto everlasting life like we read off in this chapter. In the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Up next, we shall listen to Numbers chapter 17. Chapter 17 And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and take of every one of them a rod according to the house of their fathers. Of all their princes according to the house of their fathers, twelve rods. Write thou every man's name upon his rod, and thou shalt write Aaron's name upon the rod of Levi. For one rod shall be for the head of the house of their fathers, and thou shalt lay them up in the tabernacle of the congregation before the testimony, where I will meet with you. And it shall come to pass, that the man's rod whom I shall choose shall blossom, and I will make to cease from me the murmurings of the children of Israel, whereby they murmur against you. And Moses spake unto the children of Israel, and every one of their princes gave him a rod apiece. For each prince one, according to their father's houses, even twelve rods. And the rod of Aaron was among their rods. And Moses laid up the rods before the Lord in the tabernacle of witness. And it came to pass that on the morrow, Moses went into the tabernacle of witness. And behold, the rod of Aaron for the house of Levi was budded, and brought forth buds, and blossomed blossoms, and yielded almonds. And Moses brought out all the rods from before the Lord unto all the children of Israel. And they looked and took every man his rod. And the Lord said unto Moses, Bring Aaron's rod again before the testimony, to be kept for a token against the rebels. And thou shalt quite take away their murmurings from me, that they die not. And Moses did so. As the Lord commanded him, so did he. And the children of Israel spake unto Moses, saying, Behold, we die, we perish, we all perish. Whosoever cometh anything near unto the tabernacle of the Lord shall die. Shall we be consumed with dying? Up next, we shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Branham titled, A Hidden Life in Christ. This was preached in 1955 on November the 10th. We will begin at paragraph 35 up to paragraph 40. Watch! There's where they put Aaron's rod. Not out there in the outer courts. They put it in here on the inside to select who would be what priesthood. I know it speaks directly of Christ, but it also types of the sinner. You take a man that's diddled all along in church all of his life and still dead in sin and trespasses. But when that man was on the outside, that old rod... It was just an ordinary stick. And it would have been carried along in Aaron's hand until it was dried up. There was no life in it. That's a man that's cut off from God. That's a man that's without Christ. That's a man maybe a member of a church, but knows more about God than a hot and top would know about Egyptian night. 
walking along. Oh, I belong to church. He was an errant hand. Yeah, he was used, but dead. And when that rod was put into the holiest of holies, into the consecrated place of God in the presence of the Holy Spirit, you know what happened? It budded and blossomed and yielded almonds all in one night. Hallelujah. That's what we need today is a picking up and taking beyond church membership into the holiness and the presence and the consecration of the Lord Jesus Christ. It budded. What was it? The life that it ought to be. It was dead. It's just like a tent pole there. But if it was a tree, it was an almond tree, all right, but it was dead. There's many people tonight professing Christianity who's dead, who doesn't bear any fruits. There's nothing in their life. They seem to be helpless, hopeless. They wander along just knowing that they belong to church. And that's not only in Presbyterian, Lutheran, and so forth. That's in Pentecostal. That's right. It's the truth. What you need today is come in before Christ. Look what happened. Now, the first thing it had to, it had to be uh, uh, refreshed to bring forth buds that budded out. Not only did it bud, but it brought forth blossoms. Not only did it blossom, but it brought forth fruit. And that's the way you will be, or every believer that throws himself the outside, the, out of the outer courts into the veil where Christ is and hides your life away. You will be refreshed, budded, blossomed, and bear fruits of the Spirit. Amen. You'll be a worker in your community. You'll be a soul winner for Jesus. You'll be a new person. Old things will pass away. Tradition of man will pale. But your heart will be burning with the love of God. Inside this place where they took this old rod and laid it there, in the presence of God, God living in the glory over the cherubims, that rod all happened at once. And brother and sister, to a life that's consecrated and laid before God, it'll change it as certain as I'm standing at this platform tonight. It'll take all the fight out of you. It'll take all the difference out of you. It'll take all the, the isms out of you. It'll make you a real Christian if you'll just get into his presence. Watch what's taking place of freshening to be refreshed. Notice the dew falls at nighttime. The world settles down. They're active in nature through the day. The tarls and the junks from the tarls. But when everything quacks down, then what happens? The dew falls. Of a morning, did you ever get up real early? Get out real early and smell that fresh air? How it is and how refreshing everything is? The dew has fell. Oh, brother, sister. If the only thing you know is go to church, if the only thing you know is you charmed or was baptized or something like that, why not hide your life away with Christ? Get alone in the quietness, away from that world and all of its cares, and settle down and watch what a refreshing will come. You know, Isaiah spoke of it one time. He said, precip must be upon precip and line upon line upon line. Here a little and there a little. Hold fast to that what's good. With stammering lips and other tongues will I speak to this people. And this is the Sabbath or the refreshing 
that should come from the presence of the Lord. How that they was refreshed before in the presence. Notice another thing. Once in the presence of God, you get quiet. You're not tossed about by everything. You know where you're standing. There's something happened. You know that you're a real Christian. You know that you've been in contact with somebody that loves you. You know that something's happened down here. And it's refreshing. And not only that, but you'll, be, you'll refresh others. Up next, we shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Branham titled, The Basis of Fellowship. This was preached in 1961 on February the 14th. We'll begin at paragraph 130 up to paragraph 141. I trust you'll find it to be a blessing. Then once the year, the high priest, oh my, had to be dressed in a certain way. He had to be anointed a certain way. He had to be anointed with the perfume of the rose of Sharon. They put it upon Aaron's beard and it run all the way down to the hems of his garment. He had to have a certain made clothes. And another thing, he had to walk a certain way. And on his end of his garment, he had a bell and a pomegranate. A bell and a pomegranate. And he had to walk a certain way to make that place holy, holy, holy unto the Lord. Holy, holy, holy unto the Lord. What's he doing? He's approaching the Shekinah glory, the real fellowship. Hallelujah. Now, you see, he had, and he had to make a noise. The only way the congregation could tell he wasn't dead is because they could hear that noise. I'll tell you what, a church lets off its noise, then something happens. It's the world. Because everywhere the Shekinah glory is, there is a noise. Watch. The man that's anointed, and Aaron went in, packing the blood before him, going in, holy, 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 unto the Lord. Holy, 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 unto the Lord. Them bells chiming out, anointed, going into the holies of holies. How the congregation used to admire that man. How he went in there one day and, and left his old staff that he had in his hand. And when he went back in again, that staff that was dead, nothing but an old stick. It had come to life, bloomed and had blossoms on it. Yes, sir. Laying in the presence of the Shekinah glory. I tell you, it'll do it as sure as the world. It'll take an old dead church that comes into that Shekinah glory and bloom it out into a church of faith. Yes, sir. Notice what taking place. Here he was, anointed. Went in behind that place and they could just listen. Hear them bells. Aaron standing in the Shekinah glory by the mercy seat where the cherubims had their wings tipped over. The guards of the mercy seat. And they could listen in there. Oh, how their hearts long to go in there. Holy, holy, holy unto the Lord. And know that what it did to Aaron. Oh, he lived from year to year to go in. And how the regular congregation couldn't go in. Yet they were living under the blood, but yet not into the Shekinah glory. But when the true blood came, the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, He broke down the middle wall of petition. He tore down the curtain from top to the bottom. And now the believer, whosoever will, let him come into the Shekinah glory. And a man, through justification, believing the word, sanctification, cleaning from his sins, 
He's a subject to enter into the Pentecostal Shekinah. God did the same thing on the day of Pentecost when He had saved the church through justification. Romans 5, 1. Sanctification. He, uh, St. John 17, 17. He said, Sanctify them, Father, through the truth, for thy word is the truth. But on the day of Pentecost, the middle wall of petition had been torn down. The curtain was rent from top to bottom at Calvary. And the believer entered into that Shekinah glory. And the power of God fell upon him. Holy, holy, holy unto the Lord. Went the praises and glories and unknown tongues. And out of there they come shouting and rejoicing. That's the only place of fellowship. Brother, that's the only place that'll make the Jew, the Greek, the white, the black, the yellow, the brown set together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That's when they entered into that Shekinah glory. There's no shame left in them. That's what I think's got the matter with the Pentecostal church today, brother. We find out that the people's getting so ashamed, they're ashamed to say, Amen. They're ashamed to even glorify the Lord. Some of the preachers stand up and say, Ah, man, like a calf of the cramps. And he goes, Up like a kind of boy. I hate that thing. I like her. Stand up and sing with some great big classical song about a great big trying to put on like the rest of the churches. That's not fellowship. If anything, I hate, excuse that expression a few minutes ago. Didn't mean to say it like that. Forgive me. But when I, I think of the way the church has got so starchy and different, my, what's the matter? You see him get up there and try to sing. I stood in a hole in this church not long ago where a choir stood back there. Mm, I want to say something so bad. They didn't know I was sitting down to pastor study. And here come that choir out there and David Duplicis taking up an offering for foreign missions. And if them boys with great big robes on and things walked out there with them girls carrying on and telling jokes and one started to say, now here, I'm blind. I'm in a foreign mission. Let me take you, put something for me. And up and down like that and walked out there and tried to, with an overtrained voice, trying to squeak and holler like they were trying to sing. You could tell they wasn't singing this Shekinah glory. I do hate an overtrained voice. Stand up there and hold their breath like they get blue in the face. That's not singing. But if anything, I like a good old free Pentecostal chord. Shows they haven't got, they're leaving that Shekinah glory. That's the only place you can ever do. That'll make Methodists, Baptists, Presbyterians, Lutherans, Catholics, oneness, twoness, treeness, and all together come into the Shekinah glory. That's the only place of real fellowship. A man and woman that's ever walked in behind there, there's no difference in any person there. They're all brothers in there because they, they, don't, they only know one thing that's the blood, and they know they're brothers. Amen. I wish I was twice my size now. Maybe I could enjoy twice as good. Yes. Fellowship. Fellowship under the blood. God's only remedy. Denominations will separate us. Education will separate us. Science will separate us. But the blood of Jesus Christ will cleanse us from sin. We have fellowship one with another while we walk in the light as He is the light. The light of the Shekinah glory. Amen. As we get towards the end of this episode, we'll end with the word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your mighty love. May you take these words that we've learnt and help them, Lord, to take root in our souls. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.
Thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. To make this a better listening experience for you, would really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. We also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you.
and fail.